0: Let's take our Bibles and go to Jeremiah chapter 33, Jeremiah chapter 33. Today I want to look at different kinds of prayers um, that we see. Last week we looked at prayer is asking and, uh, and why we should pray uh, for no other reason because God tells us to. We looked at other reasons as well, but that's, that should be all we need. Uh, but today I want us to look at different kinds of prayers uh, that we pray. And uh, Jeremiah 33, it is our theme for the year. And I think it's a good starting point for us today as well. So let's look in Jeremiah 33, verse number 3. The Bible says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Uh, We looked at this verse in detail in the early parts of the year. um, But again, I, I bring us back here because of how great a verse it is. Call unto me, God says... And I will answer thee, and along with that answer, I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We're going to look at different kinds of prayers today, and we're going to start by looking at big prayers, big prayers. Lord, I pray for your help this morning. I pray as we look into and continue to study out prayers in the Bible. Lord, I I pray that you would encourage us and challenge us in our prayer life, that we would pray more fervently, that we would pray more appropriately, and, God, that we would continue to see your answers uh, to our prayers. And, God, with that comes uh, the glory that you receive from it. What I pray today as I present these uh, verses that I would do it clearly and that I would do it correctly. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, maybe you've seen or maybe you've experienced as a parent, uh, as a grandparent, uh, a child who asked for something that they wanted, and you wanted to get it for them, but you just couldn't do it. Uh, the, the, the desire was there, if I could get this for you, I would. Uh, but it just doesn't work out. I even find that uh, true to be in, in my marriage at times where there's things I would love to get for Katie that she deserves and that she's uh, definitely worthy of, but it just doesn't work right now for us to do um, when I was a kid, my grandparents, my mom's parents were uh, were well-known for getting us basically anything we asked for. Um, my grandpa would say, I'm going to the hardware store. And my sister and my cousins would jump in the car with them. And I would think, why in the world would we go to the hardware store? I don't need anything from the hardware store. Then they'd come back with toys and candy and all this kind of stuff. I said, they sell that at the hardware store? No, we went to Meyer afterwards. And I thought, man, why didn't I go with Grandpa. And I used to try to shame them into saying they're horrible human beings. They didn't care. They had toys and I didn't. And uh, one day I was with my grandfather and we were walking into the store. I believe it was Meyer, And they had go-karts out front. And I said, Grandpa, I, I remember this. And my grandpa's reminded me of it as well. I said, Grandpa, I've never asked you for anything. Can you please get me that go-kart? And my grandpa looked at me and he said, Vince, I wish I could. That's the first time I ever remember my grandpa saying no to, to getting me something. Vince, I wish I could, but uh, I can't. I just can't do it. There are times where we really do wish that we could provide things or get things for people, but we can't. But with God, uh, there's never a time where we ask Him uh, where He is unable to give us. In Isaiah 59, verse 1, the Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy, that it cannot hear. We see that we don't have to, uh, we think sometimes we have to put an ultimatum when we go to God with a request. We say, God, if you'll do this for me, then I promise I'll do this. God, if you'll do this for me, then then I promise I'll get better at this. God doesn't need that from us. It should be automatic because usually those things that we're telling God we will do are things we're supposed to be doing anyhow. So we should already be doing those things. But we don't have to go to God and try to barter or make a deal with Him. We ought to go to God with our requests. I'd like us to look, first of all, this morning at big prayer requests. Things that are massive. Things that you wouldn't just uh, uh, ask for lightly. But big prayer requests. In Jeremiah 33:3, 3 in the Bible says, Call unto me and I'll answer thee. He says, On top of that, I'm going to show you great and mighty things that, that you haven't even thought about things that you weren't even thinking of or intending in this, I'm going to go above and beyond what you can even imagine when you'll just come to me with the requests that you have. God not only invites us, but he commands us to ask for big things. In Psalm 81, verse 10, he says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it, he says. So here in talking to the Jews, uh, he's saying... I brought you out of Egypt. Do you not remember? I brought you out of captivity. I brought you out of a land that you were tortured in. And I brought you and delivered you out of that. Now open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Give me the needs that you have. And I will take care of them for you. Just come to me with these Things. If you remember, just in the, the illustration that's given in this verse of the deliverance out of Egypt, uh, they got out of Egypt, then they came to the Red Sea, and there was nowhere to go. And then all of a sudden Pharaoh's army came after them, and they began to whine and complain already, and God split the Red Sea wide open and gave them dry ground that they could walk across while in Egypt they saw the power of God through the plagues that happened in the wilderness they were hungry and God sent manna they were thirsty and God brought water from a rock they crossed into the promised land and they walked around Jericho and the walls fell down the same God that did all of that is the same God that we serve today and Malachi 3 the Bible says I am the Lord I change not and Hebrews 13 says I am the same yesterday today and forever you see When God says, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it, he wasn't just talking to the Jews. He is telling us and reminding us what he is capable of. And he says, so if you have a need, open up. You ever seen the birds in the nest? It's pretty disgusting, I think. But uh, the little baby birds, they open their mouths, and then the mama bird comes in with the... Uh, the food, and feeds it to them. And every time I see it, it's just to me, it's just very, very gross. Uh, but, uh, but the mom does everything she can to feed those baby birds. God says when you're hungry, or when you have need, when you have even desire, we'll look at that more in a moment, open your mouth wide and allow me to fill it. It comes first with the prayer and asking God for those things. There are times where we look and we go, boy, this is just a... This is just a big, big thing. It's going to take years and years and years of me saving and planning and preparing, and it may. Yet we oftentimes avoid asking God for these things. Sometimes it's because we feel guilty because it is for us. And again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it's okay to ask for things that you want. It's okay to ask God for help on different things. (coughs) Sometimes we're ashamed of, of a situation that's happened to us, and and uh, we have a need, and it's as a result of bad decisions made. And, and we think, boy, it's going to take a long time to recover from this. But because of our shame, we don't even go to God and ask for help for it. And God says, I'm here for you. I delivered a, a group of people out of Egypt. I split the Red Sea. I fed them with manna. I gave them quail when they needed it. I gave them water when they needed it. I, I, I cleansed water for them. I did all these things. If you need something, just ask. Open your mouth. Wide And I will fill it. Jeremiah 33.3, 3, I've always read this as God pleading to us. And maybe I'm wrong in doing so, but that's how I read it. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee. To me it sounds like a frustrated parent. Why didn't you just ask? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I take that as when I ask for big, God can give bigger. I've said this many times, but when we have a comprehension of who God is, it changes the way we go to God. When we, when we understand truly who God is and what He is capable of, instead of minimizing God's abilities, instead of lacking the faith necessary, when we realize God created the universe, God is all-powerful, God does, has no need of anything, And not only all of that, he says to us, call. I hand out my business card at work, and I'm I'm learning very quickly. Bad idea. Hand out to a customer, and I'll say, if you need anything, just give me a call. Something goes on here, give me a call changing the way I'm saying this, especially after this weekend, after receiving two phone calls this weekend uh, from, from customers, and, well, I'm not doing anything for you on a Saturday. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I hand out, and I say, call me, and I don't mean it. What I mean is, leave me a good review. What I mean is, call the office. Uh, I, I say, call me, but I don't mean it. God means it. At any moment, at any time, for anything, call. In the Bible, we see different examples of big prayers. Joshua prayed for the sun to stand still. And it did. Elijah prayed for fire from heaven, and it came. Elisha asked for a double portion uh, of the Holy Spirit that empowered Elijah. If you read in the Bible, Elijah uh, was a part of eight miracles. Elisha was a part of 16 miracles. And the pessimist in us all would say, well, why didn't he ask for triple? (laughs) He asked for double of what Elijah uh, was able to do, what God gave for Elijah, and God gave it to him. Moses prayed for the earth to swallow up wicked men, and guess what it did? It opened up and swallowed them whole. There are many, many, many more examples, but big prayers... There's blessings that come with big prayers. Number one, the blessing is it glorifies God. It shows God's great power. When fire came down, when Elijah prayed, and fire came down from heaven, immediately people understood that God is real. When we pray for big prayers and God answers them, it is going to bring glory to God. It's going to show other people Him as well. Not only that, it's going to prosper God's work. When we don't go to God for help, God's work shuts down. God's power isn't just here for us. It's available to us, but it isn't just here for us. We have to go to God. We have to ask for it. And when we don't, we're left in our own power. And the things that God can do and that God is willing to do don't get done because we haven't prayed for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you think of missionaries. Oftentimes, I do at least. Missionaries, they seem to be more faithful than us uh, Americans uh, here in our in our comfortable environments. They just seem to be more faithful in praying and asking God for great answers to prayer. And and we sit and we read the letters and we praise the Lord for their answered prayers. And yet here we sit with the same God. We don't go with the same requests. Blessings of big prayer glorifies God. It prospers God's work. And as we talked about last week, it gets Christians what they need. Abraham Lincoln had a slave, and he asked this slave to stay with him and care for him. And he promised him that when I die, I will take care of you if you'll stay with me. Even though you're free, if you'll stay with me, I promise you that when I die, you'll be taken care of. After his death, uh, the slave or the freed slave went to the bank and he found out that he had $5,000 for him. The slave took out 50 cents. And he went on living the same life he was living before. God has told us, I, I, I'm going to take care of you. And yet oftentimes we leave money in the bank. Oftentimes we go and say, well, God's promised me everything, but I'm just going to take out this little, little bit. And I'm going to keep living my miserable life. And God says, well, why would you do that? I've got you covered. I've got you well taken care of. Why do you only come and take a little bit when you can have all of it? And oftentimes we've got these big needs and these big uh, things that we should take to God, but for whatever reason we don't. And we'll just take out these little bitty deposits. I don't know if it's because we like being a victim and we like, like moping around, like the Bible talks about and illustrating about uh, those that uh, uh, when they fast, God says do it secretly. Don't go around telling everybody, oh, look at me, I'm fasting. Oh, I'm so, so hungry because I'm fasting. So weak because I'm fasting. Feel bad for me. I think, sadly, sometimes we like that. <clears throat> well, wouldn't we like better to go around and saying, look what God's done for me. Look how God's blessed. Look how God's helping. Look how God answered. That's how we should, but we have to go to God with it. Remember what God's promised us in Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11. We looked at this a little while back, so I won't spend much time on it today. Um, We looked back on it on Wednesday when we prayed specifically for something, a place for our fall extravaganza and Within 24 hours, we had an answer to this prayer. I want us to look, secondly today, not only at big prayers, but definite prayers. Definite prayers. When we pray, we should be direct in what we're asking God. Not beating around the bush, but but exactly what we need. I use the example of when you go to a restaurant, you don't just ask the guy at the register for just give me something to eat. Uh, You ask specifically, and oftentimes very specific, right? Cheeseburger, no onions, if you're godly. Um, uh, you, you, uh, you ask for different things. I've, I've listened to people order coffee drinks at coffee places and the stuff they, I mean, how specific they are. It's incredible. You see, when we want something, we go and in in the world and we go and we get specifically for it. Um, I like this vehicle, but I don't like that color. Can you find me one in this color? Um, I like that dress, but I don't like this about it. Can you find me something that's a little different? Um, We get so picky about different things in life, but yet when we go to God with prayers, we just go very generally to God. Sometimes we think we're doing it right by, well, Lord, whatever your will be. God says, I want you to come to me and ask exactly what you want. My will will be done. (laughs) You don't have to necessarily ask for that. It's going to happen the way I want it to happen, God's way. But come to me with what you desire and ask me directly what it is I think of this prayer that sometimes we're guilty of praying for relatives or friends or coworkers lord bring someone into their life to give them the gospel or bring someone into their life or something into their life that they'll see their need for the gospel and they'll be saved lord save my family someday why someday Why someone else? God, give me the boldness to share the gospel with these people that I love and help them to receive it today. The Bible teaches us that prayer should be definite and explicit requests. The model prayer says, give us this day our daily needs. In Luke 11, as we looked at last week, Jesus Uh, teaches the disciples through a story of lend me three loaves. He doesn't ask for some loaves. He doesn't ask, do you have anything to eat? He asks specifically, a request, a direct request, give me three loaves. In Mark 11, look at verse 24, the Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. (coughs) I apologize, I have a scratchy throat. What is it it that you desire? Desiring means you'll want it, right? When you ask a kid, what do you want for Christmas? Sometimes they get oddly specific. (laughs) But it's not just some games. Usually it's this game. It's not just some toys. It's usually this toy. Uh, Whatever it may be. When you desire it, it's something that you want. God says, whatever you desire, when you ask... Well, if we desire it, why are we going generally with it? You think to yourself, boy, I really want this. But we seem scared to ask God for it. We need to ask specifically, definitely, for the things that we desire. Indefinite prayers are almost always a formality or insincere. We're praying because we're supposed to be praying. We're asking because we're supposed to be asking, but there's just not sincerity behind it, an indefinite prayer. We often pray day after day for things that we just truly don't desire. It can sometimes be a problem or a danger with a prayer list. I'm not anti-prayer list, okay? But if we have a prayer list, sometimes we just read through our prayer list as we're praying, and we're not actually asking God for anything. We're just reading our prayer list. We need to make a conscious effort when we're praying over a list. Charles Spurgeon wrote something that I think is very helpful in talking about First Samuel when Hannah was praying for a child. He says this. It's kind of lengthy, so please stay with me. He says, For real business, at the mercy seat, give me a homemade prayer, a prayer that comes out of the depths of my heart, not because I invented it, but because God the Holy Ghost put it there and gave it such a living force that I could not uh, help letting it out. Though such words are broken and your sentences disconnected, if your desires are earnest, if they are like coals of juniper burning with a vehement flame, God will not mind how they find expression. If you have not words, perhaps you will pray better without them than with them. There are prayers that break the backs of words. They are too heavy for any human language to carry. You see, when Hannah was praying for a child, you remember they looked at her and she was shaking. And one thought she was drunk. I'm not saying act drunk, okay? But what was happening is there was such a desire in what Hannah was praying for. She was so emotional. I'm not saying you have to cry when you pray. But she was so emotional over this. It was a great desire that she had. And although no one else understood what she was saying, God did. And oftentimes our prayers are so emotionless because we just honestly don't care. Have desire when you pray. Pray about definite things, direct things. Go to God with requests that you have a burden about. Indefinite prayer is prayer with no burden. Pray specifically for what you have need of. How do we be definite in prayer? A couple practical things for you. Number one, edit your prayer list. Take things off your prayer list that are not definite. The generalities. Just take them off. Uh, Anything that you don't have a desire for, get it off your list. Clean it up. If you're going to have a prayer list, make it a, a useful prayer list. If you fall asleep every time you're praying through your prayer list, it's probably not something you're burdened about. So fix it. Update it. Get it to those things that you do care about and things that you desire to ask God for. Search the Bible to find God's will in your request. We use the the cliche, if it be your will, and we need to pray in God's will. But we use that oftentimes, and it's kind of an excuse in our minds, we're giving God an out for not answering our request. Right? We're asking for it, but we kind of we don't think God's gonna answer it. So we say, if it be your will, take care of this. I don't think he's gonna do it. Uh, Praying for a sinner to be saved. If we study out Luke 15 and we, we see God's passion for people, it will help us. There was a woman in Kansas that heard John Rice preach on this topic, um, which I stole to preach to you today. And as he was preaching on definite prayers, uh, she changed her prayer. And just like I said earlier, she changed her prayer from save my brother before it's too late to save my brother tonight. God answered her prayer. It's not to say that God wouldn't have answered her prayer before it's too late. But she realized, why why wait? I want him to be saved now. I desire to see him saved. So I'm going to pray that he gets saved now. We see we, we too often are afraid, and I don't know why. But we're all guilty of it too often that we're afraid to just ask God for truly what it is that we need. Find, like I said, if you read your Bible, if you're faithful in reading your Bible, you're going to see things and learn things and, and grow in things that you ought to be praying for. And God's going to encourage you with that, and He's going to help you with that, and He's going to grow you with that. And you're going to uh, we'll look at this more in a moment. So I won't to get too. Hard. I'm going to stop there. We'll get to it in a second. Um, search the Scripture for God's will in your request, and then wait on God. Be patient. Now, it, it sounds like it's contradicting what I'm telling you. Pray for it now. Pray for exactly what you want. Be patient. It all goes together. Don't try to make God come to your viewpoint or your timeline. Go to God's viewpoint and His timeline. God, this is what I desire. This is what I want. And this is when I want it. It's okay to pray that. Lord, answer this prayer request today. Answer this prayer request tonight. Answer this prayer request this week. It's okay to ask that to God. But when God says no, that's not, what, uh, that's not what is best for you. Or that's not when it is best for you. Be patient with that and keep praying. Keep praying for what you want. Keep praying for what you need. But be willing to wait on God to listen to what He tells you and to understand that His way is best for Number three, praying for daily bread, for daily needs that we have. In Matthew 6, we won't read it for sake of time. Actually, we've got the time. Let's go there. Matthew 6, I'm talking faster than I thought I was going to. Matthew 6, verse number 9. <clears throat> It says, after this manner, we we looked at this last week, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done uh, on earth in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We see a model prayer that's given to us. Not a recited prayer, not one that we're supposed to recite, but a model prayer. Teach us how to pray. Um, for daily needs. How does God give us uh, our blessings? He, he does it by answering our prayers. How does God give you the money that you need to pay your bills be, because you've prayed for it? You say, no, I worked for it. Okay, how would you get your job? Maybe you didn't pray for it. Maybe you're still doing it on your own, but I tell you, you'll find more blessings if you let like God take care of it for you. We go to God and we say, God, I need food to eat. I need clothes to wear. I need money for bills and and mortgages and all those kind of things. I need a job for that money. I need all these things. Uh, God does that through answering our prayer. Uh, Jesus commands us to pray for our daily needs in verse 11 that we just read. We shouldn't worry about it, but we should pray about it and that God can handle it. Look in verse 25, Matthew 6, verse 25. It says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, uh, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat for the body uh, and the body uh, than raiment. And it goes on to explain how much God cares about the littlest things in this creation. And you're so much better than those things. And God wants to take care of you and God's willing to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. God can handle it. And we should trust God to provide for every need. There's Bible examples of God supplying needs. Again, manna for the children of Israel in um, the children of Israel as well, their clothes and their shoes didn't wear out. They walked around for years, for decades, and their <laughs> shoes. My kids' shoes don't last a semester, literally. I've already glued them together once, and i got to do it again this afternoon. And for decades, they're walking around in the wilderness, and yet their shoes and their clothes did not wear, gave them quail and water to eat. Remember, Samson uh, was thirsty, and God supplied water in a miraculous way for him. Elijah was fed by ravens. He was also fed by an angel later on. Uh, the, the widow's oil was multiplied and so that she had uh, more than she had before uh, Christ did the miracle. Jesus' first miracle was providing for a need. You see, God wants to take care of our needs. The multitude, uh, uh, there's 5,000 people that God fed uh, he supplied uh, fishes so much that the boat began to sink for Peter, James, and John. John 21, he filled the nets again and then he even cooked for them. Philippians 4 9 says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't want to get political on you today, but there's someone running for president that said this week that he would take away any tax exemption from any church or nonprofit if they um, did not uh, uh, or if they were not okay with. Uh, gay marriage. And I had a friend who put out on social media, what will happen if he does that is all these small churches will die and all the, the big churches um, who who donate uh, won't donate anymore. And I responded to that with this verse, Philippians 4.19, and I said, I don't think that's the case. There will be some churches that would die, but it's the ones that are already dead. Well, my gosh, I supply all my needs. I don't need to be tax exempt. It's nice, it's helpful. But if our government changes the rules, God won't go, oh no. (laughs) Now I can't provide for my church anymore. They're not tax exempt. George Mueller, if you don't know who George Mueller is, go to the library and get a book. Go on Amazon and get a book. Um, I don't like books, but this one's worth reading. Find an autobiography. Of George Mueller and watch and listen to him as he testifies that God's goodness from all the times that he prayed, God we need this and we need it now. He had an orphanage and and these kids and they didn't have any food to feed and once you know it, the milk truck broke down right in front of their house. Right in front of where they were living. What a coincidence. Didn't have any food, just so happened. Bread truck, had to get rid of some bread. Can you guys use it? And and that's just two illustrations, but I'm telling you, you'll watch someone who is faithful and praying and God providing for needs. God wants to do it for you. The Lord is happy to supply your needs. Lastly this morning, this thought, pray for anything you want. Big prayers, definite prayers, daily needs that we have. At the end of the day, God says, whatever you want, pray for it. Philippians 4, verse 6. Let's turn there. You may know it. Um... We've looked at it already, but... Let's look at starting in verse 4, just because they're good verses. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You'll have more things to rejoice about if you'll be faithful in praying. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Then it says, for everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God in everything. So not just the things that you need the things that you want anything that you have the right to want you have the right to ask for it's a sin to want something that you cannot pray for if you say well I can't ask God for that I know he doesn't want me to have it well then stop wanting it (laughs) you should pray and ask God to take the desire away So what should I ask for when I pray? The answer is simply anything you desire. Christians are invited to ask for literally anything they want. Uh, John chapter 15 and John chapter 14, we see a couple verses here. Let's go to John 14. First John 14 verse 13 and verse 14. The Bible says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the the Father may be glorified uh, in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask for something God doesn't want you to have, He's not going to give it to you. John 15, verse 7, the Bible says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe the Bible is true? I believe the Bible is God's word. I believe that um, the King James Bible that we have is, is what has been kept for us. God inspired His word. He tells us so. And we've got the Bible here for us, which means it's God's words. And God cannot lie. God does not lie. God will not lie. And God says, if if you'll abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. Do we take advantage of that? The answer often is no, because we're not abiding in God. Because we're not doing what God's told us to do. To think that I could, if I just do what God says... God says, "Whatever you ask, I'll take care of you." In Psalm, in verse thirty-seven, verse four, uh, "Delight thyself in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thy heart." It comes back to uh, you know, and then we use the example many times before. But a parent is not going to reward their child for being disobedient. They're naughty the whole time they're in the grocery store, and they get to the cash register. Can I have a candy bar? No, you've been horrible. <laughs> I say that to my kids too often Dad can we do this no why not because you've been horrible um, they haven't been always horrible but just not as good as I want them to be but uh, nonetheless yeah we go to God and we say God can I have this and God says no I say well why not because you've been horrible you can't <laughs> you can't uh, uh, be prideful and selfish and egotistical over here and then say God give me this and go and expect God to say okay It's just not how it works. But God says, if you'll just, if you'll obey me, you can ask anything. The Bible says, pray for everything. We looked at in Philippians 4. God's cure for worry is to pray for everything. John Wesley said, I would no more fret than to curse and swear. What about you? We go, oh, swearing, that's bad. Oh no, I would never, I would never do that. And yet we're, Losing sleep because we're so worried about something. Just go to God with it. Parents want to stay informed with their children. And what I've heard from parents whose children are older than mine, when their children stop talking to them, stop telling them stuff, it it hurts. They find out their child was going through something and they say, why didn't you come talk to me? You've heard it before, right? When you were little, you'd always come and talk to me. And now now you won't. God's the same way. He says, why aren't you coming to me? Why aren't you speaking to me? Why aren't you asking me? I mean, why hide stuff from God? He already knows it. We look at Adam and Eve, you go, oh, those silly. Silly Adam and Eve tried to hide from God. You can't hide from God. Yet every day in our lives, we're trying to hide from God. God. There's a great hymn that we've sung many times. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. And what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. We have God available to us. And God not only is he available, he says, call unto me. You have a need, I want to I provide it for you. You have a desire, I want to give it to you. You need help, I want to help. You're worried, I want to calm you. You're hurt, I want to heal you. And God says, I'm right here. Just call. What are your prayers like? Are they big? Are you only going to God with the small things? We should go to God with the small things. But are you afraid to ask God for the big things? How are your prayers? Are they definite or are they just generalized? A generalized prayer is one you don't care about. Get specific with the things that you're asking God for. Pray and ask God for your daily needs that He would provide for you, the daily needs that you have. Quit depending on your boss over God. Depend on God to provide for your needs. Pray for anything and everything that you want. And literally watch God do for you what you can't imagine. There's nothing better than saying, God, I need this, and God saying, here you go. I'm telling you, there's nothing better. If you've never experienced it, you're missing out so much. God wants to provide for you. God wants to take care of you. God says, just ask and let me do it. How are you praying? What kind of prayers are you praying? And if we need to get better at it, let's start right now. Lord, we need your help. We make so many mistakes. We lack in faith. We, we doubt. We worry. We stress. And we try on our own power to do the things that you've told us you're more than willing to do for us. God, we oftentimes fail in our prayer life of praying the way that we ought to. And yet we have a friend that we can take everything to. And that friend is you. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to improve our prayer life. God, that we'd be praying for everything and not just some things. God, that we would stop doubting that you can answer these requests and having faith that you can and you will answer these requests. God, I pray that you'd help us to stop uh, being burdenless in our prayers, but God, that we would truly desire the things that we're asking for. God, I pray that as we come to you with these needs and these requests, And as you answer them, Lord, that you'd be glorified in it. And as a result of your answering our prayers, our testimony will be stronger and bolder and, may I say, more effective with those that are around us. God, help us to pray. The disciples asked a simple question, Lord, teach us to pray. God, we've been looking at what you've said about prayer over the last couple of weeks. So, Lord, I pray now that you would help us to pray the way that we ought to. Lord, the areas that you've spoken to us today that we have not, uh, that we're not strong in, that we've been failing in, that whatever it may be, God, help us to depend on you to help us to fix them. And God, I pray that we'd be bold and I request you that when you tell us we can come boldly to you. So, Lord, help us to do just that. God, we look forward to seeing the prayers that you're going to answer as a result of our faithfulness to obey what you've told us in your word. And God, we will truly give you all the honor and all the glory for it. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right. Thank you for your good attention again this morning. Uh, We'll go ahead and break for lunch once everything is set up.